Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Real spoilers powered by ReviewSTL.com. Warning, the following film discussion will ruin the ending of any movie you haven't seen. Example, Bruce Willis is dead at the end of The Sixth Sense. See how I ruined it for you? Just like that. Here are a few more. Silent Breed is people! I am the father. Get it? Real spoilers. You've been warned. Broadcasting from the Lush But Out Lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude, this is Real Spoilers, episode 572, Misbegotten Sequels, Butch and Sundance, The Early Years. Dates. Did you know there was another <laughs> one of these? Another one of these. There's an- another Butch and Sundance movie from like 2014. Yeah. So, so okay. That first off, let's go around the table and introduce ourselves. Sorry, this is Joe. This is Kevin, and this is Tom. Quick shameless plugs: find us on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash Real Spoilers. While you're there, like the page, join the group, and of course, uh, check out our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Real Spoilers, uh, and wherever you're getting your podcast, subscribe there. Okay, so um. You know, I, I I gave some thought to um to which one of the misbegotten sequels we would tackle in relation to Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid because uh because these are real characters or real people anybody can make a movie and call it Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid right like there's no there's uh so I wanted it to have an actual like through line or connection to the movie everyone thinks of as Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, right? Like, everybody thinks of Newman Redford, no matter how many other knockoffs have been made, right? Sure. And so, um, so yeah, I know that there was... Uh, a, Sorry, a, it was 2003. Okay, I was gonna, in my head I thought it was 2004, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, and I don't think it's supposed to have any official uh, connective tissue to this film. It's just another Butch and, Cass, Butch and Sundance movie, right? Yeah, it's just called The Legend of Butch and Sundance. Starring two people that look nothing like Butch and or Sundance. Yeah, and so no, it's yeah, that's not a sequel though. It's yeah. just no, no, no. I just, I just meant there's a there's not you know like we talk about the Magnificent Seven where there's seventeen sequels, right? Where they where this one is like there's two official ones, right? And then there's another one out there that's like I, it's the same characters. So there's uh there's a, a made for TV movie called The Sundance Woman that came out in 1974. Oh. And uh, and that stars Elizabeth Montgomery as oh, at, wow. as at a place, and it and it follows at a place, but it doesn't have any real tie-in. It's just it's just a name 
thing. Does right? it follow her after she leaves I, the boys? I believe so. It's it's on YouTube if if anybody's okay. that interested. And then now there is another one, another made for TV movie that came out in 1976 called called Wanted, the Sundance Woman, and okay. And I'm now I'm trying to think. Maybe I got the name of that Elizabeth Montgomery one slightly wrong. Yeah, because this one is Wanted the Sundance Woman starring Catherine Ross. Right. So, but so there's a there's a 1976 made for TV movie called called Wanted the Sundance Woman with Catherine Ross. So that actually has connective tissue, right? They brought back right. the actual Etta Place to tell the story of Etta Place post death of Butch and Sundance, right? Okay. Um, but uh, but there is two years prior to that a Sundance woman, Mrs. Sundance. That's what it's called, Mrs. Oh. Sundance, uh, with Elizabeth Montgomery, who you would know from Bewitched, and sure. and uh, and and it. She hears a rumor, I believe, that that Sundance is still alive, and she sets out on a journey to to find him. If that's well, true, well, there was another one called Blackthorn with uh, Sam Shepard. Right, where he's where he's Butch, and he's because and he survived. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I've, heard, the, I've read about a, this, and yeah. then there's it's his like he the retired gunslinger who's not a gunslinger. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's 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 old man Butch. Yeah, because there are rumors that they did not die, and that they that that it was two other American bandits that they shot, and that they they, they Tupac'd it. Yeah, but um, <laughs> but I don't think any there's any real reason to believe that. But um, no. Uh, but anyway, so, um, so I, so I was really torn between the Catherine Ross TV movie and this, um, and so I, I've, I went with this one just because, uh, it's, it's, I felt it had more connective tissue. It was, it has a lot of connective tissue. Yeah. Cause it's, tissue. you know, cause William Goldman's a producer who was a screenwriter in the first one. He contributed some, some key scenes, which I think were basically leftover scenes that didn't fit into the script of the first one and i feel like you can almost guess which scenes those are every once in a while this movie kind of comes to life and i'm like yeah. oh this must be the william goldman scene you know <laughs> um and you get one returning actor uh, yeah and but i think it's got the same guy doing the score too um, oh maybe the music i thought was 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 well done but, this was a very long two hours. <laughs> I told Tom that I it it just felt like it just kept going and going and going, hmm. uh, and not in a good way. I was not a huge fan of this movie. It Interesting. Was, I thought it was. I th- I liked it. Yeah, it was fine. I just, I think maybe because I watched them back to back. Sure. Is like oh that's all right. This is just I, it, it yeah. To me, this was by no means a bad sequel. I mean, does it have an impossible task of living up to the original, which is this timeless classic masterpiece that, you know, of course it's going to be difficult to live up to that. But I think on its own, and even having watched the first one very recently, I watched them a few days apart, but, um, you know, it was my first watch on the first movie. And I don't know. I thought thought the the casting of the leads was very good. Um, I thought that it was funny. I thought there was a lot of good humor in it with with them going on their, you know, their robberies and everything. I don't know. There were some really clever parts in this movie where I was pleasantly surprised. I, uh, I, I watched a, uh, uh, a review from Siskel and Ebert. Yeah. Was this, this, was this in theaters? Yeah, this is yes. a theatrical release. This is not. Okay. So I, I will say some of these movies will, will tackle these missing, some of these might end up being like 
straight to video releases or, or or made for TV movies, but but this was a theatrical release, which I think shows like this is a good looking movie. Like yeah, oh, yeah. I mean they they went to these places. They they shot the you know, there's there's a big cast, uh, a lot mm-hmm. of people that will go on to be big names, um, or yeah. pr- or or very recognizable character actors, character actors. Yeah. Oh yeah, big um, time. But no, they were shooting on location. Uh, you still got the you know the wide shots of the wilderness, you know, and and you got to go on this very you know very realistic journey with them actually traveling throughout these places. So yeah, I, I think there is a lot to really say about this movie. Uh, again, I think what it comes down to is you don't have Newman and you don't have Redford, and so they're always going to live in their shadows. But with that being said, we touched upon it in the last episode. The casting. I mean, I thought. I really, really thought that Tom Berenger as Butch Cassidy. Jesus like, Christ, he looked like. Oh yeah. my God! Yeah. There were it's some a, it's shots. A, it's like a it's a way back machine. To, yeah. yeah, some shots he looks exactly like Paul Newman. I mean, that casting was spot on. I thought William Cat was fine casting wise and look wise, and there are some resemblance and yeah, and the way he carries himself. But God, the Tom Berenger as young Butch Cassidy, they nailed that. And what happened to him? Like I feel like he, his career was like on like he was an A list actor for a long time. I don't and know. Then he just I'd kind of dropped was, off the face of the planet. I don't know that I ever say he was an A list actor. I no, mean, he didn't. Nobody was like, oh, the new Tom Berenger movie is. Oh, I guess that's fair. You know, you know who passed <laughs> yeah, a lot of stuff though. You know who passed on this on the on the Butch Cassidy role? Har- yeah. Harrison Ford. Yeah, that's right. He wow. didn't want to try to live up there yeah. to uh, Paul Newman. Yeah. <laughs> and Berenger said, I got it. Well, and <laughs> also keep in mind, that this it, it probably would have been a very different movie if, if Harrison Ford had been cast, right? Because this would have sure. been coming off of Star Wars. And, oh, that's true. And so they probably, and I don't feel like they cheaped out on this movie, but they probably would have thrown a little bit more money at it. They, pro- you know, they probably would have gotten a, a, a bigger name director. Like I... I mean, I'm not I'm not a huge fan of, of the work of Richard Lester. Uh, 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 you shouldn't be. Yeah. He's not a good director. Yeah, I mean, I know he's like famous for Hard Day's Night and Help, and Hard Day's Night is good. Help is fun because it's the Beatles, but like as a movie, it's not very good. I don't think. Yeah. And uh, no, wait a minute, he directed Superman three. Are you guys saying <laughs> and Superman two and and, oh, yeah. the, and parts of not Superman two? Yeah. 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 And and so like I. I mean, I get that, like, he they didn't get a no-name. I mean, this is a guy that can assemble a movie, but, like, I don't yeah. know that he has a, a a vision maybe in quite the same way that, like, George Roy Hill did, right? Well, he's also, yeah. he's, a, he's a comedic actor. Like, he's not, uh, or a comedic director. He's not, watch Superman 3, yeah. and it's a comedy. Oh, yeah, like, totally. They want, you know, and but I, Three Musketeers is the same way. But I also get that, uh... You know, there's a lot of humor in this movie. So, and, and there was a lot of humor in the original. So, I get why they would want, uh, why they th- why they think they want a comedic director. But, you know, a lot of the reason the humor worked in the original was that yeah, it wasn't oversold. Like there are lines in this movie that um, I think had it come out of the mouth of Newman or Redford, we'd have been laughing. But in in this one, like like they 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 really sell the laugh lines and what makes the laugh lines work in Butch Cassidy is that someone isn't selling them right like it's right 
right I'm, you know and because Newman didn't want to make that movie because he he, he had just done a, a comedy and he felt he was a horrible comedic actor and George Roy Hill was like don't do a comedy he's like you do these lines but you play them straight and it will be funny which honestly so many times is the secret to comedy is like let let the let that do the lifting for you and and uh and and that's why it works and these guys you can see them trying to punch this up because they just they don't quite have even though these are 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 actors and they're good actors and they they work for the rest of their lives right like they're not nobodies that fade into the background but no but they just don't have that quite that same star quality as a newman or redford no, but, William, you know, but who William does, Cat, right? Right. Totally, like, like it's, it's unfair to to yeah. expect them. To. <laughs> that's yeah, true. Yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. This only fails in the fact that they are not Newman and Redford, which you know every other person in the world is not other than Newman and Redford. So right. I think had it not been a direct sequel, I think if maybe it had you know come out first and then you know they go and make a great Butch Cassidy movie, I don't know. It's just I think on its or, own when you're not comparing it, if it wasn't even Butch Cassidy. Right. Like if it was, right. you know, like there was a TV show that was, you know, t- TV would was kind of famous for like if there was a big hit movie, if they couldn't adapt the movie, they would just do a knockoff of it. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Raiders of the Lost Ark. You got what Tales of the Gold Monkey or whatever it was called. Um, <laughs> the, the. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, and so there there was a TV show called Alias Smith and Jones, which was clearly supposed to be Butch Cassidy in the Sundance Kid. And mm-hmm. if this was an Alias Smith and Jones movie. You, you would probably, you know, it wouldn't have the same name recognition, obviously, but you would probably walk away from it much happier. That's probably true. And I think I did myself a disservice by watching them. I need, I need to stop doing that, first of all. I did that with The Sting as well. Like, I just watched them back to back. And I didn't, you know, that it does. It ruins the sequel because you've just watched two of the greatest films ever made. But in fairness, we're deliberately picking misbegotten sequels, right? Like, well, so, that's fair. I just mean know. like, maybe give me like a day in between them. Yeah. To, you know, Clean to digest the, the movie and then go from there. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, this, so this, this is their origin story. <laughs> this is their origin story that we didn't know that we ever wanted. Oh, real quick. Um, I was starting to say, I watched the Siskel and Ebert review. And, oh yeah. Uh, and both of them were fair to Midland. One, basically gave it a moderate thumbs up and one gave it a moderate thumbs down um but what i thought was fascinating was i think this is the first hollywood prequel Hmm. um because with first off i can't think of one that that predates this but also as they're reviewing the movie they're um saying they're like you know the studio is calling this a prequel they're like no way they're like stunned at the existence of this word prequel that's that is hilarious do you think, do you think the godfather 2 is a prequel i mean well, there's you think it's just there are flashbacks yeah. I, I would not Different. consider this, okay. yeah because yeah. all right uh, well over half that movie takes place and that's true and well not part, the present day present but day. yeah but you can't be a prequel fifth. if you have anything happening after the first one you know that's a prequel fair. would that's just fair. be let's go back right yeah. but um but uh but yeah i so i thought it was really funny that like the siskel and ebert were just like this was a whole new concept for them and they were having <laughs> trouble wrapping their heads around the idea of a prequel i will also I say, love it great discovery as we'll dig into this uh, and I said in the last one, I think this movie invented fan service. There is it, a, there's a lot of there it. There is so much fan yeah. service to the original movie 
in this film. But I mean, it makes sense because if they're inventing a prequel, if no one had ever thought to do this, and they're like, well, how did they become friends? Then right? they're like, well, we got to plant all the little Easter eggs, which they didn't know what they were called then. But I mean, <laughs> it would make perfect sense that if you were inventing a prequel and you thought, what do we do in a prequel? Are we going to never reference one of the, like this famous movie? No, of course we're yeah. going to reference it. You but know, then like, they add back. But then they add backstory that our characters should have known in the first one. Right. That's my only real complaint. Yeah, I, that's, if, a, it, that's a big problem. <laughs> if you're going to establish that, I don't like retconning it that way because, you know, in a lesser movie, if no one had ever seen Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid, <laughs> right. fine. Exactly. Exactly. But if you're going to go and make a prequel or sequel, I just don't think you can make uh, like plot points. Like, right. Like you know, if they're having a heart to heart conversation and get you know and and they make a major discovery, it's really hard to go back and just be like you know right when they <laughs> oh, meet. Oh, by the oh, way, <laughs> it's I mean it, we're we joke about, but uh, Bob Gale came out uh, this week and actually clarified the the biggest plot hole in Back to the Future, where it's like how do um, Marty's parents not know who Marty is, hmm. when which he's isn't born. a plot hole, but. I mean, it's it, it is a it's, it's a bone a, of contention. It's a question people ask a lot. It's a big but question. It's a question, it's, but yeah. it's not a. I mean, there are ways to explain it away. And, and he just, does. Yeah. He's like Marty was in their life for a week, and maybe three out of the seven days Marty was there, he was around one or two of them. Yeah. So they may have some sort of recollection of the guy, but they're not going to remember his face. And they weren't so taking just, selfies and posting them on Instagram. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, 1955. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, I, I, do, I never argued that before. I mean, did you see the Halloween joke? No. So it's November fifth, nineteen fifty-five, and there isn't a single Halloween decoration up anywhere. Huh. So that just means that, like, as soon, at Oct- on November one, everybody took all their Halloween de- decorations down. Um, that was it. I, they, took them, they took them all down. <laughs> I, you know, I would argue that, like. One, I think Halloween decorations come down a lot faster than Christmas decorations. They do. And they two, do. I don't know how much people were really decorating for Halloween in 1955. Yeah. I was going to... So... You might have had gonna, a jack-o'-lantern or something. When you were a kid, Tom, what was Halloween like? Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I felt like it wasn't like Christmas. It, it, things didn't go up a month beforehand. Like, things went up, like, the week of, and you, you maybe taped up a couple, like, cardboard cutouts of a skeleton. I mean, we had one of those skeletons that were, like, hinged... Like cardboard, you know, but like Christmas took over the house. Halloween (laughs) did not take over the house. And then you would maybe get a pumpkin the week before and you'd carve it. And then a couple days after Halloween, you'd pitch it. So like, yeah, I really think like and I think that you had even and I don't. So you're talking the 1970s, you know, so I really and you were just starting to see that ramp up of the commercialization of Halloween. So I think before in 1955, I mean, Google Halloween costumes from 1955. You didn't even have those like weird plastic masks. In, <laughs> yeah. Right. In, right. The Superman, Spider-Man, Frankenstein stuff. Yeah. It was like, a so, bed sheet, yeah. right. Cut holes. Yeah. In. I mean, yeah. If kids did, <laughs> That's if just because Tom was a racist, right? Well, oh, yes, geez. of course. <laughs> well, it was okay back then. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it was, um, I said was, yeah, <laughs> Oh, I outgrew it. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so I mean, I I think most of the costumes you would have seen back then for the would have been, you know, cowboys, Makeup, maybe cowboys, Indians, pirates. They'd have been more ge- generic ideas or cultural appropriation. They wouldn't have been they <laughs> they wouldn't have been uh, licensed characters. It sure. would have been the cosplay that we have today. <laughs> yeah, so, right, right. Anyway, I just thought that was that was a, yeah. a nice little 
you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this one opens up with Tom Berenger uh, as Butch in jail, um, and, but he's getting paroled and he goes in front of the governor of wherever they are. And then out of nowhere comes the sheriff who is the guy in the first movie? The, that the guy that Butch they tie up. The old man that they tie up. He's like, yeah. you can't come in here. Like, yeah, I'm gonna get busted. You gotta tie me up. You gotta put stuff in my. And it's the same <laughs> actor. It's the, the same character. So it makes it's, sense. It's the only returning cast member. But it and it is the like I said the the there's connective tissue to the original. And yes, it, that's the only one you really get uh, from an actor standpoint. But. uh but yeah, he is the the. There's your one Same returning guy? cast member. They give him. He has a a much bigger role in the first movie. But I also think it's funny that they give they give him to you right away. Like I feel like right. That's their signal of like, hey, you're really in a real honest to goodness <laughs> follow up to Butch Cassidy. Like this isn't just, look here he is. Yeah, we can't yeah, copyright the names. That's and good. Yeah, I, this is this is gives you an idea. We already know Butch's character for the most part. He's an honest thief. If that can be a thing, like yeah. he gives you his word, he sticks by it. And I do like where this governor's like, all right, I'll let you out, but you got to promise you're going to stay on the good side of the law. And he's like, all right, I can't do that. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm going to tell you right now, like, I, that's not going to happen. And he was just there going back and forth. And finally, Butch says, all right, I'll make you a deal. I won't break any more laws in your state. <laughs> and the guy's like, I, okay, I guess that works. That's He's like, that's what you really want. You don't want me here. So I'll just go somewhere else and do what I'm going to do. And I feel they, like this might be a William Goldman scene. Like this, uh, this is this is a uh, yeah. When this started, I was like, okay, so we're just, yeah, it's the same I, characters. We're the same. Everything's kind of the same. I He's, liked it. I thought it was really funny. I thought with yeah. the whole the whole governor thing with him just like being frustrated with like, what am I going to do with this? Like, it, <laughs> I I don't know. I really liked it. Yeah, I liked it a lot. This is a, this was a very good scene, and I thought we were off to the races and it, for me, it just went down there. Are a couple I mean, like we, like we said, there's a couple scenes that get kind of punchy and are good, but overall, yeah, uh, it, this dragged a little bit. So, um, Butch leaves and he gets out and he's going to this town and, um, is this, does he go to see Brian Denny? He first, no, he, he goes go to, to the, the saloon. saloon. Okay. Where he buys this frilly, just, just the most ridiculous. Jet. I thought it was going to, I thought it was a scam. Like I thought he was going to buy it for X amount of dollars and then try to flip it. No, but that was his he, coat. He wears it. <laughs> That's what he wears throughout the movie. Um, and this is where we're introduced to to William Cat as Butch, and it's the same scene that we're introduced to Butch or Sundance rather. Sorry, Sundance. No, but, it's, uh, but it's not the same scene. That's the it's thing. not. But it's the same setting. How about that? Yeah, but, same setting. But, but but what's smart about it though is they introduce him in the same way as far as a card game, but he doesn't know how to be smart yet. So I think yeah, it actually is sure, a really sure. smart way to show you that this is the untested, unproven Sundance, and he has no idea what he's doing, and he's trying to just hold people up at a card table when <laughs> in a casino. Yeah. So I mean, I yeah, it, I don't think that's a, a card- detriment. It might be a card game, but yeah, he's essentially just robbing them. He's yeah. just like, yeah. you're going right, to right. fold or I'm going to shoot you. Like, well, that's not being a card <laughs> yeah. player. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, so you're going to the... keep raising a hundred at a time. And then, and then you're all going to fold. We're going to go around until this is done. And I like how the other guy's like, how about I just raise 500 and get this <laughs> yeah, over? Call, like, and call it a day. 
But that shows you how unintelligent, like, no offense, but I mean, his character is not the brains, and that's how unintelligent it is. Like, wow, why would he have to raise 100 by 100 by 100 and keep going around? Like, yeah, no one's, like, if they think they're playing cards, just call them all in and be done, right? Right. And yeah. that's... It's a know, bad plan. <laughs> it's just dumb. And uh, Butch is watching him the whole time, like, just keeping his eye on him. And then there's a, there's a gunfight, and I thought this was interesting that William Cat or the Sundance, never shoots anybody. Yeah. He's shooting around them, like he's shooting guns out of people. He's pulling the he's pulling a lone ranger where he's shooting guns out of people's hands and he's shooting like above I, them on the wall. I I don't think they want your main characters to be murderers. That's I agree with you. I, I, I don't think, think it's exactly supposed to be a character it. decision necessarily. Like I don't think he's doing it because oh, Sundance Kid was always the the shooter with a heart of gold. I think in this movie they're like, okay, we're making a prequel to an iconic movie. They never murder people in that one. Like now we've got to figure out a way to tiptoe around. Like how are we going to have them interact with guns, but not be killing innocents? And so yeah, that's we're gonna, why we're going to make him such a good shot that he's going to miss shots on purpose. Yeah, exactly. And I so mean, this I, is I think a borderline kids movie. It is. Yeah. yeah there's he, there's some S bombs. There's a couple of that, yeah. but, but it, for the most part, there's an allusion to prostitution, but they still kind of head fake their way out of that. Mm-hmm. And that was a good head fake. Yeah. Was, I liked that. But, um, but yeah, I mean, this is definitely, if not a kid's movie, it's a uh, definitely like, a uh, tw- a tween preteen, you yep. know, adventure. There's kind of the only, the only, the only blood you really is, is Brian Dennehy. Yeah. It's yeah. Really the only, is this his? Is this his first movie? No, he was. Uh, he was in stuff before this, but like probably the big one before this is he played the bartender in Blake Edwards Ten with Dudley Moore. Oh, mm. sure, sure, sure. That dude looks exactly the same. Yeah, rest in peace. Like he just yeah. passed away last week. It was weird. I know, but like, like when yeah. you look at him at this, and then look at him in Tommy Boy. Yeah, like he <laughs> looks exact. Even in in Rambo, like the, I feel like those are the three or FX like. Those are the three, three or four versions of Brian Dennehy that I recognize, and he looks exactly the same. Well, like, I think his hair was like pretty that. white in the uh, well, yeah, that's later true, yeah. years, but and I think Rambo was only like a year or two after this. Yeah. Oh, was it? Yeah, this okay. is 1980, isn't it? 79. Oh, 79. Okay. Rambo is Rambo is 80. Yeah. So right. it's funny that uh, Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid was 69, and this was yeah. 79, right on the cusp of the new <laughs> decade. There, totally. But yeah, so they. Uh, Sundance gets caught, and this is where we see this is the first time we see the face of Lafleur, played by RoboCop himself, Peter Weller. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw his name in the credits. I was like, huh, I wonder where he's going. Oh, nope, there he is. All right. But Sundance uh... doesn't get caught. What do you like? No, no, they, he takes off. They they chase. Uh, so a posse goes after. Uh, Sun, or yeah, a Sundance kid. So they chase him into the mountains. And yeah. Butch Cassidy just bought a new gun, which Sundance has stolen, which is pretty right. funny. When he's like, I just bought that. I paid $20 for that. That's $25 and, for that And gun. so, you know, he actually joins the posse just to get his gun back. Right. Yeah. I, I like they, the, I really, I did think it was clever of Butch being in the posse. I also yeah. want to point out that we're like 15 minutes into this movie and we've already had three elements of fan service, right? Yeah. So, yep. You get the reference to, to Sundance's card game. You get the appearance of LaForce. And, and then um, when when Butch... And the sheriff. And the, okay, the sheriff. Okay, then I'll say four. You, then you also get um, when Butch... Uh, uh, when Butch first leaves the prison... There's a shot of him where he goes to the river and bathes, and he get he goes into the river by jumping off of a oh, admittedly right. much smaller cliff. 
And so yeah. like there's there's already all these allusions to the previous film and you're like 15 minutes in. <laughs> Has he put the hat on yet? Is he wearing the bowler now he's, too? He's wearing he's wearing the bowler when he jumps into the water. Like that's he takes a, it off and like knocks it off. So that's a fan service too. I mean that bowler is clearly he's wearing yeah. This, yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah, so they they're all, you know, they the posse kind of says uh, we're not going up into the mountains with that guy. Like, that's not going to happen. Of course, LaFleur is pissed, and he's like, ah, we'll get you at some, those rascally kids. Uh, and they all kind of take off, and Sunday, or Butch kind of stays behind, and he says, look, I just want my gun back. Like, I don't know what you've got going on. And, of course, the, the trick is Sundance wasn't in the mountains. Like, he was down below waiting for, you know, tricking them. And they they end up. Does it, do they hook up here? Or do they kind of go separate? No, separate they ways? go separate. But he. It, what's great is that uh, again, Butch, because he's the smart one, and so everything is paying off that you've learned about the you know in the original movie where it's like you can see these plans he's like i i don't know how to track so i only came with them to, to find right. you and uh he's like i don't you know i'm an outlaw too and i'm on the run and i just got out of jail and all this stuff but there's really no interest he uh sundance doesn't really have any interest yeah, he's like point. I, he's basically i work alone yeah so this is you when know. uh butch goes back to Dennehy and the gang there. His gang? Like that and this is the this is the his gang. Like this is the sun <laughs> this is Sundance's gang. I hope you don't mind. We've been, we've been uh we borrowed your house. <laughs> yeah. And he it's just like it's trash and he was like, not much of a home. That's a good line. <laughs> Come on. No, she's like, Oh, it's nice, a woman's touch. Like yeah, I mean that's a great line. That's, that's a good. good line. Yeah. And sorry, funny, she didn't like, have time to sweep this morning or something. I mean, there are some really <laughs> he's good like, He's like dusting off, yeah. you know, he's smacking the bed with his hat and all yeah. this dirt is flying everywhere. Tom, if you've never seen, to me, the best Tom Berenger is Major League. Yeah. Like, he's, as the as the decrepit catcher on his last, it's, he's he's amazing in that movie. That's fine. Uh, one and two. We don't talk about the other ones as much. But, <laughs> there's uh, more than two? In, there's Major League Back to the Minors. Back to the Minors, oh, yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah, but he's not in it. That's it's Scott like, Bakula, right? Serrano and the the Asian outfielder and Corbin Burnson. That's no, it. I've never it's seen only that. only returning. <laughs> don't. Just stick with one and two. And two's not even that great, but just stick with one and two. Right. Um so yeah, he go and then of uh, the Brian Dennehy who plays CJ, is that what the TJ? OG or something? C O G I either Brian Dennehy. <laughs> uh O C like, I thought O C O C yeah. He's like, I thought you were gonna be in jail for two years, you got out early, would you? He's like, Yeah, I struck a deal. And I was like, Oh, don't say that. Yeah. Like even even in this time, like don't say I struck a deal. It's a bad as soon move. as he says I struck a deal, here come the cops. And it's the same sheriff that arrested that you know, that uh Butch had the running you know, it's the same guy. And now Brian Dennehy thinks that uh Butch sold him out and sold out the gang and this is uh He's, I guess, he's your protagonist or your antagonist. Yeah, I mean, because I was wondering, movie. I was wondering in the movie, what are they going to be up against? And clearly, we know they make it out of the situation. So when they saw this, like one, I was like, oh, okay, and then two, I was frustrated because I'm like, oh, it's a misunderstanding. Uh, like all <laughs> yeah, this all do, because all he had to do was say, I, I, I said I wouldn't do crimes in Oregon or wherever they are, and it's Wyoming. Like, that's all you had to say. I don't. I don't think Dennehy would have believed him, though. I mean, this this guy, even if you fed him a line like that, and he knows that Butch is smart, I don't know that he necessarily would have put two and two together. Like when he gets busted, I think he would have been like, "Oh, that was the deal, huh?" Right, right, exactly. It's too coincidental uh, that he gets out of jail early and then gets busted. Like I could see it going down like that. Yeah. So um, it's just 
Let's see. So now so then, he's at his house and and uh, Sundance is like creeping in the window. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. And this is they they kind of partner up. Uh, yeah. They don't really want to. Well, Butch Butch is on board, but Sundance is like, no, thank you. Like this is this is not. Is this where the shootout? Is there a shootout here at the? Where does Sundance get shot? Oh, that's by that's way further when they're is traveling. It? Yeah, they're they're in the woods and. Uh... Then he shoots him. That's right. That's right. How? Where do we get from? Well, they they go back to the they he makes them dress up as a as like a homeless oh, guy, right. and they go that's, back to yes, the bar. Yes, yes. They're oh, gonna this. run the scam. They're gonna run the scam at the at the casino. And they I go feel back like the same. I feel like this robbery might be a Goldman scene too, because mm. it it feels like a like a a pseudo clever robbery that they yeah, did in the first one. So they one. they make. Uh, Butch dresses up Sundance in like raggedy clothes and he's got a big, you know, beard and, uh, he's standing outside and all of a sudden he, there's a skunk and just sprays the bejesus out of Did Sundance. Did they train a skunk to spray on? Like that looked real yeah. to me. It looked real to me. I think they did. And it looked gross. And who did he spray on? Just like the camera pointed at? Like I, I don't know. Like how <laughs> realistic poor, was they that? Set, set that camera up and walk away. Man. Yeah, you right. Don't be... <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Because he's right there, and a skunk looked like a real one was turned and sprayed. I'm like, that would make the entire set smell terrible. <laughs> yeah. So I do. This is the great. Uh, this is another very good line where uh, Butch walks out, and he was just like, "Holy, okay." He's like, "You know what? It's not so bad. It's not so bad." You, you, the initial smells the worst, but after that, you're fine. <laughs> the people and passing by walk. him on the street. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I thought you said it wasn't that bad. He's like, yeah, I lied. Uh, I definitely lied. Uh, and they rob the casino. And uh, they get away with it. And this is kind but, but, of but the, be- the way he robs it, though. I mean, again, like this is like the beginning of Butch being the gentleman thief. He's just like, how right. much do you do you money people that handle the money? How much do you make? You make what twenty dollars a week? Uh, and he's like, how would yeah, you guys twenty two dollars a week? Yeah, you got. We'll give you half. And and I mean, come on, that scene with him explaining, oh, you go down the road here, and there's two oak trees, and you can bury it under the. And then Butch is like, how about that how about mattress? I, in the other? Mattress? I mean, I, I don't know. I thought there were a lot of really fun, clever lines in this movie. I like. This, well, this this is scene, very clever. This scene where they're robbing the casino, like, um, uh, and he, you know, he's trying to talk them into, like, I don't know that we ever really establish it, but were these supposed to be his gang members? Because the one kind of looks like he could be end up being news, and the other one kind of looks like he could end up being flat nose. Oh, like, I didn't take that, but I, I don't know. I never thought about it. Well, we know that we we're gonna meet two of them i mean like the lurch is in the not lurch but the lurch character right is in this and yeah. then um do they say who christopher lloyd is or if he's just like bandit number three? Oh, he has does a, he have a name he has a name uh, he's, uh chris bill, lloyd is bill carver bill carver yeah. okay they're the guy that is you know uh, this character actor vincent you know both of vincent them. scavelli Yes. Like he has a very distinct look. He's been in tons of movies. Like he yeah. was in Batman Returns. Uh, we saw him last yeah. week. Yeah, he's the guy. He's the, guy with the Yeah, he's the guy with the monkey. Yeah, yeah, and he's also um the biology teacher in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Um, oh yeah, he was in Ghost. I mean, he was in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. We get two cast members from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest in this movie. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's yeah, right. he has a hundred and sixty-one credits on IMDb. Like he is a working actor. <laughs> I wonder yeah. if that's the life, you know, like, do you want to be, I just want to act and I, maybe I'll just be a character actor and I'll be in, 
my IMDb will have 350 credits. Sure, it'd be fun. Like, think about how yeah. many people he's met and acted yeah. with, how many great movies he's been in. You Just make a, you can make a living forever. I mean, yeah, look I'm, at John Goodman. I, John Goodman's a character actor, and God, the guy has been in everything. <laughs> Who hasn't he worked I, with, you know? I feel like Goodman is a notch above character actor, though. Uh, I mean, I know he's... I get. I wouldn't call him a list. He doesn't usually actor. carry a movie, you know. Yeah, I, he's is... not. Yeah, he's like a he's like a well known supporting player. He's an A list. Like, yeah. like he's an A list character actor. Like if there, yeah. if he's a character <laughs> actor, there was such is, a thing, yeah. He's the number one character actor, you know. <laughs> totally, because yeah, because I I feel like people do know his name, not just because he's from St. Louis. I feel like people in other cities know who John Goodman is too. Of course, but uh, um. And also, this guy, I looked him up, he was married to uh, the actress who played Miss Tepesto in Moonlighting. Hmm. Oh. She was also him. She was also the voice of Playhouse Disney for years. Oh, interesting. Oh, really? She had that really squeaky voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so they, basically, the, the guy's like, you gotta knock me out. And I, this is, this is what, this was my favorite scene. I thought this, the... I thought this was really clever too. I thought this yeah. was funny. I mean, obviously it's dated and it's not something you do modern, but no, when he talks no. about bring her along and she can be he's your like, wife, well, bring you her along. And she starts talking <laughs> yeah. and he's, he's like, I've never hit a woman before. Like, I don't know what I'm, he's like, no, it's fine. We'll just bring her along. It'll add to the cover. And then she starts jibber jabbering and then he just, no, she doesn't jibber jabber, but he says, maybe you'll fall in love. Maybe you'll have, a oh family. yeah, right, right, right. And he's then like... he does end up just knocking her out instantly. Like that's a clever, I mean, Katie, and i both looked at each other you know laughing like that was clever i will yeah. say like is is you know obviously in today's world they wouldn't have him because he just flat out punches her yeah he punches but, her in the face but i will also say if you remember in that scene prior to that she was like i went in on this deal cut me in punch me in the face I mean, she, she said it she said knock yeah. me out she did yeah, yeah she yeah, says it's... knock me out so like you know so, so you at yes. least already, uh, which especially for a movie made in 1979, that they <laughs> they had at least already had her kind of consent to the idea of she needed to get roughed up in order to be a participant in this crime. Yes, you know? the joke, the yeah, the the thing was set up and some. established. The only funny joke was he only decides to do it once the prospect right. of her falling in love and him being strapped down to yeah, a family. Right, right. Which I mean, if you look at the movie that we watched before i mean look at his he's not exactly a romantic sentimental type of guy so right. i thought again that does establish his young character as you know i thought it was on track yeah. she's the catalyst she's the reason this this woman's the reason he's a he can't express emotion <laughs> <laughs> because he had to punch this woman in the face oh that's funny uh yeah so they they get away with it and they they leave and they realize that we might be onto something here we might have a little a little something uh, going on, but they're now um, aren't they on the run from Lafleur? Because now they're on the now they're on the run from Lafleur. Plus, Brian Dennehy is. Uh, oh no! Wait, they get they this get is to the delivering the diphtheria serum. Yeah, which I had to look up. Yeah, and I was like, "What the hell is that?" And, and apparently, it was, it's a real thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And, but Katie uh, looked it up too because she's like, "What is diphtheria?" And I'm like, "I don't know. It's some old timey thing." Some some old timey STD. Apparently, it makes you it hard to breathe. It yeah it messes with your throat. Which, yeah. given the current climate yeah. we're in, like that's <laughs> yikes. Uh, is this so, and then so they're they're trudging their way through the through the snow, which I thought they, was I like. They but they come upon like the Swedish guy. But they've been they've like, been Man. spending they've been hanging out and spending all their money. They're bored for two weeks, and the only reason they leave is because they see that isn't it Lafleur shows up. They see they see. Or, do they see that he's 
it, they're in the brothel, and this is that scene oh, that Tom was talking he's, about. Someone's asking about him, though. The doctor yeah. says, or some though the girl says, "Oh, your friend was looking for you, and I said you were here." And so they either knew. So they book. Yeah. So they decide, oh, we'll go deliver the medicine. Give oh, us- it's Dennehy. Yeah. Brian Dennehy was looking for him. him. That's yeah, what yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So they decide, um, oh, we'll, so uh, Butch is like, oh, we'll go. We'll volunteer to deliver the medicine. <laughs> yeah. And it just so happens that Butch gets the disease. Oh, the, I guess the illness, not a disease, but like the illness. It's the middle of winter and they got to go right. 25 miles one way. So I, I, this is a good scene too, where it, like Butch's ha- or Sundance's hands are so cold that he can't a he can't figure out how to work a syringe, which I just which oh, I thought it was great though. It, no one yeah no totally in makes that time sense. Period he wouldn't know how to, know how to syringe works. Yeah. I mean, a, a syringe would be fairly new technology, right? And, yeah. and it's oh, not yeah. like they go to CVS and people are giving insulin injections to themselves. Right. It's like they have no idea. And I love the size of the syringe. Like yeah. when he sees that and the the big gauge needle and like, oh, my God, it, it would be intimidating. <laughs> he's like, yeah, you got to put in the fleshy part. And they're just like, what? Yeah. He, what and he's about to stick him without putting the fluid in there. <laughs> <Yeah>. And yeah, like... <laughs> it's very funny. Yeah. And, and then not funny, but he can't. His hands are so cold that he can't pour the yeah. the serum into the syringe, um, so he ends up we're okay, everything's fine, and this is where they're on. Is this where they're on? Well, the no, run so shot? well, no, so he ends up getting pulled away by the uh, the people that were burying the people that were bringing the medicine to all died because they didn't get there fast enough, right? And so they're like, "Help, we've got a dying man," and this guy's like, "Yeah, my wife is in this box dead. Like, you guys didn't get here fast enough." But they end up helping him, and then isn't this where he recovers with the mustache, or is that the shot one? When he I think shot. when he gets shot, when he gets shot, he's got he grows the mustache. Okay, so they help him, and I guess oh yeah, because then it's spring or whatever. Like yeah, it, it's like after this, OC gets ambushes them and shoots Sundance by that's accident. The, yes, right, yeah. right, right. So they, and that, I think that's where we get the the thing in the woods where he comes up with the name Sundance Kid, right? Like yeah. right, you know. So the, okay, so this is the first problem. What's that? Is so in the in the original movie. When they're sitting, when they've uh, knocked off the train in the very beginning, and they're sitting at the bar, they both keep talking about how they don't really know anything about the other one, and they both tell each other their real names. Yeah, and they're just like, "Huh, I never would have thought like that." It's very interesting. But in this movie, well, like one of the first they, interactions, like, "What's your name?" <laughs> and he's telling them their real names. Yeah. So it's just like, well, this. I feel like I can give it a pass because nobody had done this before. But it's like if you have the original one, go watch it and just try not to muck that up <laughs> because they tell you in the first 20 minutes that they don't know much about their past yeah, lives. It's a shame. I didn't like that retconning because they were trying to give them, oh, well, this is the prequel and this is how they met each other. So, of course, people are going to ask names, but their hands were tied because they have that scene, which you remember. So. Yeah, it's unfortunate they did that. But, you know, I did really like their back and forth with trying to create a new name. And I like Butch uh-huh. Cassidy going, well, I want to be the Sundance Kid. You can have Butch Cassidy. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I was I, like, that's a cool name. I will say the origin stories for both of their their nicknames, Butch in relation to having been a butcher Sundance because he got arrested in Sundance, Wyoming. Uh, those are that's real. Those are yeah. that's really the origin stories of their names. Mm-hmm. That's I think that's fine. Yeah. But it's yeah. the fact that in the movie previous yeah you know, oh like absolutely i was just yeah. commenting that like those are those are true yeah. stories that's that's accurate but yeah oh, i think okay. it comes down to the fact that my guess is if back then if they were going to w- watch a movie they were going to have to like actually go and watch a movie like they 
you know, like home video was just in its infancy. I don't know that the the screenwriter necessarily had a way to sit down and watch the movie repeatedly in quite the same way we do. And that's an easy scene to let slip by you. And I also think the studio was just like, "Ah, nobody, nobody pays that much attention. It'll be fine. You know, like nowadays you're used to people picking apart your movies and saying, but and the other one you said, and back then, like people, they didn't, they didn't think about their properties that way. And I, I honestly, for the time period, this came out, I'm surprised it honors as much of what came before (laughs) as it does. Like this is, I think the really only thing that they kind of get wrong, isn't it? I, I, I agree. Uh, Well, the, the, the family, I mean, there's a whole. But there's the, not. Family. No, they don't. But the, I mean, the family is just something. So we we find out Butch is married and has is, has kids. That's something that just wasn't addressed in the first right. one. This is the. I only, guess that's true. This is the only thing I can think of that is flat out contradicts the first one. And yeah, the, there's this, yeah. there's a time gap, and then also he could have left the family. I mean, they basically set it up that that's what he does anyway, and it looks like he maybe just either was on a really long stretch or he just left. Right. Them. I mean. Yeah, you know, and uh, people died really easily back then. Like an infection would take you out. Like nobody, you know, really knew about what but germs it, were. But yet. don't you think that Cassidy or that Sundance would have set made some comment? Like he spent all that time with that family, the fam, those that wife and those those boys nursed him back to health. Well, maybe that's, but yeah, but maybe that's the fault of the original movie because if this guy really did have a family why didn't the redford newman movie address it that's not this but, movie's fault but the but the redford but that movie came first it so doesn't it matter means, it's set later if they didn't address it that's not this movie's fault because this movie may be more true to the people i don't understand like, you can't so, you can't if you're doing a prequel and this guy at this yeah. time period in his life had a family they can't make it less authentic just because the future movie taking place didn't mention them that movie just didn't mention them but they may be the ones at error yeah okay you know what i'm saying but, like this movie yeah yeah yeah, if you yeah. Had a family, but again it's it's not a direct contradiction of the first yeah. movie it's just it addresses something that the that that the movie from 69 didn't address omitted yeah it's but it okay and, and it could have still but yeah there's a whole lot of reasons that maybe didn't get brought up i mean maybe we just didn't see that version of a conversation like i mean how often do we talk about each other's families you know what I mean? yeah, that's true. well it's, the, yeah, that's the contradiction would be butch cassidy and the original movie going i never had a family and i never want one right you know, like that would be a, oh sure, yeah. sure sure yeah where you know so but yeah like there are a lot of things like you like kevin said he could have left his family they could have died you know like I, again yeah. it's so easy to, to get sick and die back then um you know, so yeah, so who knows? so OC hunts him down. They're in the all these trees, and they end up. Uh, I thought this was a really weird scene, though, because OC shoots at them, ends up missing Bush and hits Sundance, but then he just leaves. Well, I think he thought that he hit Butch. Yeah, but that was my, but he, he thought that he killed Butch and then just took off. Yeah, but I mean, he, I don't know. I thought that was really strange. I mean, if you're having a fight with someone and trying to kill him, wouldn't you? like confirm or I, I don't know it it seemed really strange to me that he left he seems pretty dumb i know but you guys didn't ask where did he go like why did he shoot I them just, and leave uh, well because he i think he just left i think he 
I think he goes back to the town, yeah. and he's just you know he's getting like he doesn't have a care in the world at that point, okay. right? Like he's getting a shave, like he's I, just kind of like I, I took care of took care of that thing, and now if that's that all that's to it, yeah. To bite you in the ass. I, I, I also think funny. from a from a realism standpoint, I you know gunfighters back then, like if you hit somebody, they were probably yeah. gonna die. Yeah, like, it's a safe like, bet they're gonna die, <laughs> even if they didn't die that day. They might die later, right? Yeah. Like it's you know like. Again, all it all it takes is an infection, sure, and you're right. done. So it's like I think you know, you know, it, and this isn't exactly the most grounded western, so you can't apply hyper realism <laughs> to it. But yeah, I think hitting somebody in the gut would be like, well, you're as good as dead. Like the honestly, the the fake the the faker part is that he lives. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. funny. Well, I mean, even even in twenty in twenty twenty, you get hit in the gut and you don't get medical attention right away you're gonna die yeah because it's so probably it would, went it through your bowels and reason that in and, oh yeah and, you hit anything in your gut splattered poop just, all over your internal yeah, organs or it's and, leak, leaking basically right. sewage into your guts like that's right you so gonna totally. die yes. so he gets him uh, back to what we find out is butch's family and they nurse him to health yeah, and then we get the origin story that, of his mustache. <laughs> you get, yeah, he, grow, he grows the mustache. And, and I this thought this whole time. interaction was great. I, I thought with him, you know, hey, why don't you go? She's like, I'm going to go tell him you're awake. And he's like, why don't you tell him in an hour? And she walks away, and then <laughs> yeah. he starts talking to Butch about this woman. And I, I love the reveal when he's like, oh, she's and saying, yes, she's my, my wife. wife. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it, it, I do, it, when he grows the mustache, that to me is like, well, he looks just like looks just like him, just like a younger version of of Robert Redford, and um, yeah, so he's kind of trying to get his, his strength back, and he's uh, hanging out with the kids and the wife, and there's a little bit of I don't know if it's jealousy or what. There's a there's contention between Butch and Sundance where. Um, well, because kids, because Sundance they, is making the, the, the fun legend, of Butch the, Cassidy, right? The let the nobody knows the, the the his wife knows Butch's wife knows, but the kids don't know that he's Butch Cassidy. So the legend of Butch Cassidy and Sundance is growing, and these kids are all you know like they're heroes, kinda they're anti heroes, right? So Sundance is telling the telling Butch's kids all these stories that kind of make Butch look like a dope. And of course they're like, oh yeah, he's an idiot. He's a you know he sucks, and Sundance is the best. And I want to be you know they're playing. I mean this is this is and... the ball busting. I mean this is the origin of the way that they act with one another. And he says you know he's real short and he's funny looking, and you know <laughs> yeah. it's great. And it kind of comes to a head where they kind of blow up at each other uh, at um, the the dinner table. Basically, they're eating breakfast or dinner, and they kind of blow up at each other and. Sundance walks away and uh, Butch goes to his job at the butcher shop, which I think is a very funny scene where the he's cutting this meat for this woman and she's like, oh, I want the fat trimmed off. And the guy's like, you know, the, the boss says, why aren't you moving faster? He's like, she wants the fat trimmed off. And the boss is like, well, tell her to go somewhere else. She can't go anywhere else. Exactly. Yeah, it's a fun, yeah. Like it's a fun interaction. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a good little. Run. It also shows how uh, mundane everyday life is, and exactly why he can't go straight because he's dealing with this piddly crap. You know, this and, is this is not his yeah. life. But, but uh, he sees. Did we lose Tom. No, I'm here. Oh, okay. You. Okay, but he cool. sees OC. He sees OC show up in town. Yes, he sees OC, and he's like, "We got to go. Like, we uh, we can't." And it's it's a catch twenty two, right? Like he he needs to go because he wants to protect 
his wife and children, but he also wants to go. Well, and uh, uh, Sundance isn't well yet. Right. He's not well, recovered. He, yeah, he's he's well enough because he's he, shooting. No, he's the... not well enough at all. He's Yeah, like, he's not he totally He moves and his wound open and starts bleeding. Like, That's he's, true. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, it's interesting that, okay, so as soon as I saw that, I thought of The Natural. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Like, it's this. It's yeah. the same gimmick as The Natural. It is. And I was like, yeah. is that, are they referenced? Because The Natural hadn't come out yet, right? No, The Natural Seven... comes out in like 84, I think. Which is just a very weird. Well, there's a book, you know. Yeah, oh, I mean, that's it's based true. on a but, book, so yeah. yeah. I mean, it's but Robert think, Redford doing the yeah, thing. He swings the bat, and his wound opens he's up. He's talking about the tie into Redford, that because the Redford stars in the Natural. Oh yeah. yeah, I mean, I think yeah. there's a. Oh, d- does the Natural? You know what I'm saying? Like from this prequel? Oh, I don't know. No, there's, there's no way. No way. <laughs> but no I just way. thought it was a very, in, very odd, but, yeah. like a character if, that Robert Redford totally if, if has you, the same affliction. That's a, if you if you don't know the order that the movies came out in, I could see why you'd be like, wait, is this like a subtle nod to the natural, <laughs> yeah. but it predates the natural. By, it, and it, it did come out in 84. And then, which is one of the greatest baseball movies ever made. Yeah, and then, great. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. So he, uh, he's starting to get his strength back, but it's not coming back all the way. He's like shooting, um, strings and glass bottles. So he's like shooting the string, and as the bef- before the bottle falls, he's shooting the bottle. So uh, Butch comes back. He's like, "We got to go." And if, I, it's interesting how his wife's like, "Yeah, I know. Like, it's not your fault. This is just who you are." And yeah. I was like, Ugh. "That's like, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed." Like, that's yeah, oh yeah, the same, I mean, yeah. The same level. <laughs> so he's got to so go they, tell the kids pack- goodbye. And I thought, I thought that scene was actually pretty touching with the kids. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's. It, Yes, you're right. I mean, for uh, for this movie, I just I didn't expect it to be as good as it was, or as fun or clever. And then I'm like, well, I mean, that little kid. I mean, clearly, it's not like he's the best actor in the world, but I'm like, he does a pretty good job of actually yeah. being upset. And I don't know, I felt that scene. No, totally. So they go into town. They pack up. They go into town, and um, OC is getting a shave. And I, anytime I see movies like this, I'm like, why? Why are you getting a shave like that? Don't you know what's going to happen to you? Somebody's <laughs> going to put a straight that's, razor to your throat. That's how it was done. It's, I know, I know. <laughs> uh, so he said, you know, and Butch, being Butch, tries to outsmart OC and says, look, you thought you hit me. You didn't. You hit this other guy, and he's pissed. Well, he's also he's trying to remember Butch is also trying to skirt around the fact that OC is the guy that yes. shot Sundance. And so Sundance is like, what are you doing? Who's in there? And that's when he reveals. He's right, like, that's right. the, yeah, the guy uh, that shot you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Butch trying to be Butch yeah. is just like, look, I'll give, I'll buy you some time to get out of here, but you got to get out of here. He's going to kill you. And OC's like, cool, let's go. And Butch is just like, um, what? what? Yeah. All right, I guess. So they go out, and I loved this scene. I thought this scene was a fantastic. This this yeah. feels like something out of the first movie. Um, well, OC knows where... that he just shot this guy. There's no way he's healed, and so he's messing with him and kicking water at him, and he's like, yeah, you know, right. just totally messing with him. And he know, and and, uh, and then I love it when Butch is just like, I'm gonna shoot you if you don't. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh. And I, the mirror thing, I didn't understand. Like I, I thought, thought that I was, was a really like, cool shot for this movie. I didn't expect that. I didn't. I thought I was supposed to be seeing like 
somebody moving behind yeah me too sundance oh no i just thought it was a cool shot where they're like they had a mirror and then they're like oh let's watch them in a mirror i don't know the shots i didn't expect to see that it was a cool but i i thought it was like uh i thought it was you know i'm supposed to be seeing something from from behind gotcha and finally i this is a great scene where he says he's like on the the like the town the clock tower is going off and he said for god's sakes at the strike at the fifth strike draw so the the strikes are going down and it gets to four and or three and four, uh, I think. OC pulls it was four. OC pulls early. And of course, you know Sundance, on reacts, Sundance yeah. he pulls faster and shoots him in the chest. And then he says, and again, and then he he says draw. Yeah. No. <laughs> and again, it's kind of a mirror image of the knife fight scene, right? It's yeah. like right. he goes early, except this time the good guys win. And uh, right. but do they See, ever explain why the town was flooded? No, I they think it didn't. just no. I think it was just something happening. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't. But, but then it, I do love that there's a there's a moment of remorse where he's like he pulled. I didn't want to kill him. Like I just wanted to sh- wound him. Well, I guess so. And he's like he pulled. He pulled early, and I didn't. You know. I guess so. At this point in time, in the old west, and and even on the tail end here. If you had a disagreement with someone, you could shoot, but you couldn't murder them. Like, you're just supposed to wound them? Is that right? I don't I mean, know. It was I, fine I, until you got murdered, right? Like, if the quick and the dead have taught me anything, that you can just do a shootout tournament. But that seems to be yeah. okay. But, you know, but in yeah, this movie, they don't, like, they don't really seem like it's that big of a deal until he's like, I didn't, I didn't meet, like, this guy clearly wanted to kill them, and then they're freaked yes. out because they killed him, which in my mind's defense, but, like, it seemed like it wasn't a problem until they actually murdered him. So I'm guessing that... I, I think it's more just them trying to keep their main character sympathetic. Yeah. I well, gotcha. also, he says he's... A, he, I mean, Sundance says, I never killed anybody before. Yeah. Right. Like, O.C.'s the first guy that he's killed. Yeah. Um, which isn't... it? Like, that's a little... I thought that was a throwback to the first right. one. Right. This is it's his also, origin yeah, you know? of the kill. Yeah. His first kill. Right. Yeah. So, this is where they come up with the idea to rob this train. Just real quick. This movie, even though I didn't watch this show a whole lot... This movie reminds me in a lot of ways of Deadwood. Uh, I, you aren't wrong at all. It, like this, like there's, I, I, I think they show up in Deadwood. Like there's so much like kind of like English culture dancing around the peripheries, or like not even English, but just culture. Like the, the you get the shot of like the the lady walking the tightrope in that town, and yeah, and yeah. like, um, I know Richard Lester. D- because uh, William Katz said he didn't want to make a Western, and Richard Lester talked him into it by saying that, like, I'm not making a Western, I'm making a Victorian adventure movie. Hmm. And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> and when you look at it through that prism, it's like, yeah, it really kind of is, because you see all these touches of what would become the next generation of culture and society mm-hmm. kind of flitting around the edges of this film. And, yeah. uh, and, and it, in the same way that you would see it in Deadwood, you know? So I don't. Just, just so there's a there's a Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid Suites in Deadwood, South Dakota. Hmm. <laughs> so there's like a hotel, yeah. for Butch and Sundance in in Deadwood. I I've only I thought they showed up in the show, but maybe they just talked about them. I don't remember. It's been forever since I've seen that show. Um. So yeah, they come up with the idea to rob a train. This is where they. This is where we meet uh, Not Lurch and Doc Brown, who. Uh, they're their gang like they're they're from i think are they from brian dennehy's gang i didn't take it as that but yeah 
What okay. do you see? Well, this is the beginning of You don't get lurch. The... You don't get uh not lurch again. <laughs> like you just see him passing on a trail that one time, right? And he's like, "Hey, Harvey." No, no, he's he's the guy. Oh. Cuz that's John Shuck. Yeah, a different he's guy. A, he's I mean, he's but who who are the two guys? that that other guy that's with Christopher Lloyd isn't the same character name as I don't think that's the that that's not John Shuck at the end that goes on the It's not, but I think it's the same character. Chris, Why Chris, would they cast Chris Lloyd two different is, actresses as the same character? Yeah, Chris Lloyd is Bill Carver and John Shuck yeah. is Harvey Logan. But Har- but John is it, Shuck isn't Logan isn't Logan the name of the guy that he kicks in the balls? Yes, but John Shuck's character isn't in this final train robbery scene, is he? Yeah. He's the guy. It's the four. He's of the them guy in the, the water tower. Yeah, yeah. Oh, is that John? Ch- okay, yeah. I'm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just merging movies. I watched a lot of westerns <laughs> this week. Yeah. <laughs> I also but think I, it's I, funny I, that that, a... that Harvey Logan was originally played by Lurch from the Adams family. He's replaced by John Shuck, who would go on to replace Fred Gwynn in in the uh, reboot of the Munsters. <laughs> Oh really? Yeah, there was a sh- short-lived show called The Munsters Today, and he played Herman. Oh, yeah, boy. that's funny. That's really good. Uh, yeah, so they basically there's a train coming, and they're gonna rob the train. And uh, I do like where you're, you know Butch and Sunny is like, you can't do this with just two guys. We gotta have four. We gotta do this the right way. We can't get this train to stop. How are we gonna get it to stop? And he's like, where, where's the one place that can get this train to stop. Oh, wait, there's this whole subplot with Butch's brother. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. And Le- and LaFleur, like, there's Mike this whole, Cassidy. like, LaFleur is tracking, yeah, Mike Cassidy is, uh, gets out of, yeah, they, they, this is why they robbed the bank the first time, was to get the money for Mike Cassidy's Yeah, lawyer. they're trying to go straight, and, you know, as hard as it is, you know, they're, they're laying low, but then they find out that, yeah, Mike Cassidy's going you know, going to be put away or I don't know, hung right. or executed or whatever. And so, yeah, apparently if they can get enough money, this lawyer can get him off as we see happen. Right. And that's what happens. And so now LaFleur is tracking Mike Cassidy to find out where these two outlaw, these two being Butch and Sundance are going to be. And finally, it's this big moment where, uh, Mike Cassidy just kind of disappears from this whole, <laughs> this whole thing. And then, um, it's Lafleur versus the Butch and Sundance on this train. Uh, they jump in this water tower. It's a big. It's a big. Um, you know, this is. They're trying to. It feels like they're trying to end this movie where the first one starts. Oh yeah. At least with like the same. This, well, yeah. I mean the the first one starts kind of with them robbing the train. This one ends with them robbing a train. Hmm. Well, I think right. That so they feel. I think they felt like they couldn't do a Butch Cassidy movie without without a train, a train robbery. robbery. <laughs> totally agree. And they You're keep totally referencing right. the fact that they're not ready to rob a train, right? Like yeah. they're not good enough to rob a. Like they have to work their way up to robbing a bank. They have to work their way up to robbing right. a train. Like trains are hard. They move and right. You know. So they they get on the train and of course Logan and and Doc Brown don't make it so they have to rob this cheese they're looking at each other like can we do this they're like yeah man you why know what not? i thought was interesting here. was in the first movie don't they make it a big deal when a steam engine rolls up behind the train and they're like what's that and it's a steam engine oh i didn't as opposed know, no, didn't to a coal-powered train like they're like what is that the one that has the cavalry in the original movie that the super posse is in that's a right. steam engine and then in this movie which is earlier, it's just like, oh, yeah, let's stop and refill the old steam engine with water. You know what I mean? Like, it was a, huh. they were surprised by seeing a steam engine in the first movie, I think. I yeah, don't, I don't remember. I, yeah, I remember they were surprised, but I don't remember why. I, 
Uh, also, that train was only carrying like one car. Yeah, and so I think that kind of caught you know like that. No, a lot I of think money. they were surprised. Like, why yeah. is there another train behind us? I totally get yeah. it, but I also feel like they they like focused in on the steam part of it and like the camera held on it. And to me, I thought it was kind of like, well, oh wow, steam engines. But I could have misinterpreted too. Yeah, I don't remember well yeah. enough to argue one way or the sure, other. Sure, <laughs> sure, but but yeah, I thought this was funny that like the two old people like are just have a little house with a water tank so that steam engines <laughs> yeah. can refill there, and they're just watching them as they go back and forth. <laughs> yeah uh and this is that to me this is the most richard lester like action piece because yeah. i mean even in superman 2 uh he uh, puts a little bit of comedy into like even the the fight scenes with zod mm-hmm. and like the last fight scene between the the kryptonians yeah. and superman has some comedy elements to it um so- where this one is very similar to that not that that you know they're throwing around Kryptonians, but yeah. like there's a whole scene with the cavalry where they're gonna slide this guy out on a door because <laughs> the the, yeah. the cavalry is on this train. That's why I was like, I can't believe you're robbing this train. So they slide this. They're trying to get the cavalry out of the of the uh, the train, and they slide this guy out on a door. And there's Sundance standing right over him with two pistols. And he's like, Nope, nope never mind, and <laughs> yeah. pulls him back. Well, and in. then Sundance has to keep kind of like tap dancing on yeah. the roof so it sounds to like make they, it sound like, like more than I, like a know, bigger gang than it is. it is. Silly, but I thought it was fun with the way that they kept shooting, like shooting at the cavalry, and they're all pinned down and they're trying to get out. And and uh, there's a guy under the train, but then they, you know, this the train starts moving, like he's crawling under the train because it stopped. And they're like, Oh, the conductors like we'll try to shake them off and they start the train and then it's rolling over the guy that's about to get ran over by the train like i I thought it was kind of a fun action scene and then at the end when they end up trying to run off you know they let all the horses go the cavalry's like let's go after them and all their horses you know when they let those horses when they let those horses go out, out of the train car at the end what a difference a director and a cinematographer make on a film, right? Yeah, you like, ain't lying, boy. When you, when those when they let those horse the when you first get the reveal of the horses from Lafour's in the first movie, busting out of that train, which makes yep. no sense from the laws of physics, but you don't care none whatsoever. They jump through looks, the train in the original, right? Yeah, yeah they jump, and it, the train is elevated. It's it's it, they, it's like three feet higher than an actual train car, and then they basically put a ramp on the other side, and the horses just ran up and through. But you just got this great image yeah. of horses just pouring out of the car, <laughs> and then I I almost feel like they were wanting to recreate that shot, and they had no yeah. idea yeah, how how George Roy Hill did it, and so you see these horses come out of this car, and they're just kind of like. Bleep. Bloop, bloop, <laughs> totally. like it's it's not as impressive, but to be fair, that was the super posse uh, uh, surprising them jumping out of the train. This is Butch and yeah. Sandlands being like, "Go, go." I mean, it, they're two completely different things happening. Situa- that's true, but I also feel like they they chose this as yet another nod to the first film. Yeah, horses like, out of a train, certainly. I just yeah, don't think it, Butch and Cassidy can't just be like, go, and the horses are like galloping five feet in the air out of the... I mean, it wouldn't make any I sense. Mean, it didn't make any sense in the first one. No, but <laughs> it, it, it Horses still, couldn't this, come out at that speed, like at least not ten of them. So, I mean, it's it made no sense in either version. I just think it's, yeah. it's like such an impressive memorable shot in the first movie and it's and it's just it's a whole lot of nothing in this movie it's just you know it's just a shot of horses jumping out of a train Mm -hmm. car 
that's all it is. Yeah. <laughs> they, and that's that's kind. Of, they get away like that's they get away. I do in like the freeze the, frame. It's just the, like woo, we did it. Oh, and, and the force is yeah. like well shucks, yeah. <laughs> on the oh, on the run again. But I do like how even with uh, Woodcock, where in the first one where we see that guy again and you know twice and it's just he's like oh man is this guy on the train uh, the same is, guy? No, no, no. But it's the same. Mm-hmm. Trope yeah, I thought how funny would it be like, if they, yeah, they should have met him in this one. They should have cast a younger same guy to show the relationship. Like training, yeah, training with this yeah. guy. Yeah, um, where he's just like, I, can I'll carry it for you? And Butch is like, what? He's like, that's boring, man. Like, I get stuck in here all day. I'll, this, is the, this is the most excitement I've seen all week. But you're right. Yeah, I it, thought he was going to was... pick up another gang member. I thought he was like, that's I, what I thought. Yeah, because yeah. and that's a. Uh, uh, actors named Jack Carlin. He's the voice of the dad on the Rugrats, and oh, uh, oh really? Huh. And he was, yeah, and he was, um, uh, he was on the Bob Newhart show, the one, the one in Chicago where he's a psychologist. But yeah, we've been over this. <laughs> <time>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a freeze frame, and that's kind of how this one ends. Yeah, I maybe I shouldn't have watched. The, the more I talk about it, the more I was like, yeah, was, I thought it, it was off. It was I fine. thought it was really it was a solid fun. Movie. I thought th- I thought the script was clever. I thought there were a lot of really fun gags. Um, I thought like, you know, when they blew up the you know, another homage was blowing up the safe inside the building and the whole thing blows up. And I don't know. I thought there were some really funny lines. And the only detriment was not being able to cast in a prequel, the two charismatic leads. I mean, that's that's it. They're, right, they're stuck right. with that. And uh, otherwise, I was pretty, pretty impressed. Yeah, I, I yeah, this isn't the- I've seen I've I mean I've never seen this movie. It's it was one of those things that like ran on on Saturday afternoon TV in perpetuity, and I always just blew it off because I'm like, there's no way this is any good. Yeah, and <laughs> and uh, and it's not great, but yeah, I I enjoyed it way more than I thought I was going to. It it was a much better film than I thought. It's ultimately unnecessary no, but, but it's um, fun but like, yeah it's a, it, a way to it's biggest, uh, blow two hours it was just a fun yeah. match yeah its biggest flaw like you said is that it doesn't have two of the biggest movie stars of all time <laughs> yeah oh like it's, yeah right right shame that's on them. Just, <laughs> yeah it's just not a fair comparison yeah. like there's just you know like you can't just go pluck movie stars off of a movie star tree <laughs> like it just doesn't work like that if but, only right yeah. next to my money tree <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I really didn't like the lafour stuff because like i don't feel like they he was too obsessed with them too quickly, like, and <laughs> and I thought the same thing. And he he hadn't really been like shown up or 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 you know tormented in a he, fashion that would. He's got a hard on for them almost well, immediately. But, right. but the way yeah. that I took it was that Lafors always gets his man, and so he has a he is notorious for tracking down anyone, and these guys are just escaping him. So I felt like it's like wow. <laughs> These guys are a match for me. But LaFleur, uh, I, but LaFleur I think that's a isn't fair... even on their okay. LaFleur isn't on their trail in the first movie until they rob No, he is. But one... he, he knows yes, no. he's, they, he's he's hired he's he that that posse is hired altogether by, by the guy that owns that train. E.H. Harriman. Yeah, yeah, but Yeah, they hire they hire him as soon as they hit the train the first time. But Butch knew him and I had a feeling I inferred and I watched that movie first obviously and I I still took it they had history like he knew Lafours and I had a feeling that he had evaded Lafours before. Like, well, yeah, okay, you're see, right. I they always, do know him. Yeah. There's a I line always, where Butch said where Cassidy says, "Who's the most badass lawman yeah, you know?" Yeah. He's like Lafleur. And he was like, right. Right, yeah. What kind of hat does he wear? And he's mm-hmm. like, oh, the, the straw hat. He's like, right. 
I think he's down there. That's what I'm saying. So, so, so you're saying that you think that they're okay. Okay, they, I, think I, just I, it as like, I always took it in the first movie that he knew of Lafleur. Lafleur's. That's the way I took. Not it. that he had had run into him before. I mean, I think either interpretation is yeah. fair. Yeah. But just personally, I always took it as like he's a very famous, well-known lawman, and in real life. There was a posse after him. There was no Indian tracker, the Lord Baltimore character. But LaFors is a real person. And but it was really it was uh, they had hired uh, the Pinkerton uh, detective agency. Detective agency. And yeah. um, and so and and LaFors worked for Pinkerton. But um, I thought I did but, read that that tracker guy was a real person, though. Lord Baltimore. If, if, I thought I read that that actually was real. He, I actually, I, had, I think there's a I think there's a comic book called that. Maybe he I didn't had, work with uh, these guys, but I had read that Lord Baltimore was not a real thing. Oh, okay, maybe not maybe a, not. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Then maybe they had an Indian tracker of some kind, but that yeah. But that the Lord Baltimore character was just complete fiction. That may that have that been. Was, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, I just felt like the Lafour stuff. Like he was too. If, and if it is that it's he's just. A matter of pride about he always gets his man. Then I feel like they should have, uh, there should have been a line or something to reference that because I spent the whole movie like, why does this guy care to this degree? Yeah, and that's another piece of fan service because you you get Lafour's trying to drum up uh, a, posse a posse and, yeah. and having yeah. difficulty in the same way that that the the town sheriff did. But mm-hmm. overall, like yeah, like I thought it was a a, a fairly solid. Movie, like yeah. I, it was not. It, again, <laughs> it was not the train wreck I thought it was going to be. No, it was no. That's true. It was not the train wreck I thought it was going. I to mean, be. once yeah. you've seen Dream a Little Dream, I'm telling you, my standards <laughs> for bad movies, like what I call a bad movie, is a completely different thing now. <laughs> You're welcome. Yep. <laughs> you got to really do. You really got to try hard to make a movie worse than that travesty. So let's go around the table and everyone can say where to find them. This is Joe. You can follow me on the Twitter at Joey Butts, B-U-T-T-S 21. This is Kevin. You can follow me on Twitter at Kevin R. Brackett. And this is Tom. You can follow me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online, Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers. While you're there, like the page, join the group, and of course, our Patreon, Patreon.com slash Real Spoilers. Five bucks a month, all sorts of bonus content, and you get to help us out. So that's it for this one. Coming up next week... Until then, Barlow goes to Vietnam. I'm afraid what I'm looking for can't be found in books. I'm not exactly sure what I want to do or where I want to go. Everything has its design. Everything has its time. Show me a reason and I'll soon show you a rhyme. Cats fit on the windowsill. Children fit in the snow. Why do I feel I don't fit in? 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.